0: All right, guys, welcome back to the Old Glory Red Report supporter channel for the supporters, by the supporters. And real quick, I just want to say congratulations to my Liverpool on winning the Champions League. I won't talk about it much tonight because I see the disdain already in some people's faces, but yeah! All right, anyways, moving on. Uh, we're going to talk about the Fresno Cup and uh, the Open Cup. We're going to talk about San Antonio post-match and how we did there. We are building a little confidence, so maybe we'll talk a little bit more of that. Uh, we're going to jump into Newca- uh, Newcastle. New Mexico at the weekend and then we have a couple topics that I want to talk about at the end that you know might excite some people so we'll get to that coming up in just a minute after these title cards. All right, guys. Welcome back. Uh, we'll start over here with Mark Anthony, the Portuguese uh, quail back. As always, thanks. <laughs> Scott, Brew yeah. you seen him dancing with TVB up there in front. You seen him cheering the boys on, having a beer up there. He's our capo in TVB. Thank you for being here, Scott. We appreciate it. Like it. Uh, I'm Casey J. You know, I don't have an impressive intro for myself, so I'm just gonna say that. Um, We'll start with the Open Cup. We did play Fresno. We beat them in the, in the league before 1-0. We also did beat them in the Open Cup 1-0. Good on us. I guess we'll consider them a rival. We say they're a rival and how they've been performing this season. Me and Mark have talked about how it's good to get that double win over them so far this season. Right. Um, the starting lineup was kind of what we've been talking about this week. Cohen did get the start again. But it is maybe our preferred starting 11, and we talked about how this is their last chance. What did you guys think about the lineup the coach put out in this game?
1: Um, Yeah, we talked about it going in in terms of the strikers. It was interesting to see that Blackwood wasn't going to be suiting up. We didn't know that prior. He was injured. Yeah, we didn't know that prior, so it was a great opportunity for Bonomo uh, maybe to solidify his starting spot. We talked all week about how he needed to come in with a a good performance uh, because, really, he's been lacking in that role for us at center forward. Um, Ultimately, he gets a goal. It came as late as you possibly can get it. (laughs)
0: 120 plus three minutes.
1: But it was a good goal. It was a good good goal. goal. And, you know, that's my initial thoughts, was big goal for a player who really needed it.
0: Yeah. It was staying alive with the play.
1: I I think the defense finally showed up for the first time in
2: a few weeks where we've had some four-goal games that we've had to endure. And I tell you, you, when we were in Vegas, it was really hard after that third goal to get our uh, cheers going because God, they throw confetti after every goal. It's, it's a party in Vegas every time they score. So it's good to have that defense finally shored up. Cohen is back in the lineup and, and everyone else for 120 minutes. You know, you got to understand that extra 30 that we put in there still and then get that extra three-minute goal and moving on against Fresno, which Fresno has been tough this year. They're second in the league. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, we've just been able, the only team that's been able to beat them, So, and I love that.
0: Yeah, we gave them their two big defeats so far this season. Um, So it's a team that, all due credit to them, they are a rival for us now. We have to consider them that. I'll bring that up in the argument later about those blue jerseys. But anyways, um, overall, though, the performance kind of still was lacking from both teams in this night. I think it was a boring first half. The highlights of the first half were pretty much nil to nothing. The second half was pretty boring. We got into overtime. The game got a little tired, a little sloppy. We did see a few more. What did you guys think about the length of the game and the build-up to that?
1: Well, um, I think we can't forget. Sam Warner scored. It didn't count, but he nice. did score. It wasn't centered off-sides. Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 his goal off the crossbar. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, did the one cross, that bounced in. It crossed in. the right. line. You're right. yes. You're right. I want to point that out because right. that was an amazing individual run from him. He takes the ball near half-field, dribbles by a couple guys, goes to his left, beautifully struck ball. Uh, Unfortunately I think he was so far from the goal that the linesman wasn't in position to actually see the ball cross the line with no VAR or goal line technology. There's nothing to back it up. It's it's just old-school, you know, the eye test and from a referee who's 30 yards away, hard to call it, but we saw, you know, on the the TV replay. So I did want to point out that um, even though we only scored one official goal and it came late, we might have been able to win that game in 90 minutes. That
0: would have been good for us too, because we did not need that extra time by <laughs> any means.
2: Right. Uh, I I think that you know Fresno came in and played some good defense. So did we. And playing defense back and forth, obviously, to the fan it's boring, but to the guys that play, like myself, I play defense and making hard stops, making sure the guys don't get good shots on goal. That's important. And yep. and unfortunately, it doesn't show well. You know, there's not good run of play, but. When you know when guys are in the right position and everything like that, and they're not scoring, I'm still happy.
0: Yeah, well, yeah. And talking about the defense, I think we were much better at the press on these last couple games. We'll talk about it in San Antonio. But this is where we started, I think, getting much better at that press again. We started off early in the season pressing very, very well. And we kind of lost that at some point. I think that hurt our back line and letting chances, and we've talked about this before, and I think we saw that press again back in this Open Cup. I think we saw the guys getting up higher, trying to get the ball back early, and also that back line staying up more and trying to play that offside strap a little bit more than we have in current games, so.
1: Yeah. Yeah, uh, absolutely, and, and for me, I thought that Horace and Tanner, much like what Scott was saying, I thought their partnership was as strong as it's been all season. We've yeah. seen our center backs kind of lack in communication a little bit at certain points. The Vegas game stands out to me. Right. Um, and, and other games where we have been giving up, like you said, multiple goals. You know, not just giving up one goal a game, but two, three, four. Three
0: and four is where it starts really yeah. hurt. And Harris and, yes.
1: and Tanner kept it really clean in the back. There was not a lot of gaps given up. And because of that, the chances were really speculative from Fresno. You saw shots from the outside. No clear-cut chances for them, so that's beautiful. Because if you can go into games, you know it's hard for our team to score. Let's be realistic, right? Right. We don't have we're, we don't have a team that's going to score three, four goals. Uh, maybe that happens once every fifteen games or so. But um, if we keep teams shut out or to one goal, then we have a good chance to win each game.
0: Yeah, I thought it was going to go into penalties. We were in the stands talking <laughs> right. about it. We all saw it going into penalties. Bonomo. His first goal for us, the Open Cup, right. 123 minutes. We talked about it. This is probably his third and final chance. You know, he's had a, he's had a lot of chances up top, and he's had the Open Cups to do it. And we talked about it. Was it enough to deserve his start in the San Antonio game?
1: I do. Scott, I'll let
2: you go. Well, um, I don't know. He's not. He didn't score, did he? So. Not know, in San Antonio. No, no. no. he, he so, scored in the had, Fresno
0: game, but then he started in San Antonio. So. And we
2: had uh, was it Warner and not uh, Warner score and an own goal. So it wasn't really it was an it own wasn't goal. And Warner
0: score. Yeah, no. And he hasn't been all season. And we kind of right. talked about the fact that. You know, he hasn't done it, but he's done other aspects. He's assisted. He's knocked the ball down and put it into good positions for other players. He's won penalties. So he's done the other things you expect a striker to do except score. And we said he kind of needed to score in the Open Cup to prove he can do it for us.
2: Right,
1: yeah.
0: Technically, at after 123 minutes, he did it. So, I don't know, Mark, what do yeah, you think? Was uh, it
1: I mean, he scored, and it was a good goal from him. I think that getting on the end of headers, getting on the end of crosses is probably going to be the best way for a player like him to score. Right. He's not a Kamawasa, a Bijev, or a Warner, or guys who are a little bit more agile, creative on the outside, maybe have a shot from the outside. He is a big body. He's a guy that needs to get in there and win those headers, get on the end of those crosses. Did, it, did he deserve to start against San Antonio based on his performance against Reno? Or Fresno, excuse me? Definitely. Because, like you said, he had a good game, and he capped it off with a goal. Now, I have thoughts on his performance against San Antonio that we can jump into a little bit later We're about to move
0: on to that right now. (laughs) Good transition. All right, so let's just do a man-in-the-match for this game real quick. Um, I personally, with Warner, you talked about the the goal that came off the crossbar. He looks lively for us. He was taking players on. He's just our best player right now, so it's just so easy to go to him. Did you get someone different, Scott?
2: I, I got to go. Even though we just talked about Bonabal, I, I got to give it to him for the game-winning goal. I mean, he did win it on the night as well. Uh, especially on game. the corner, we love it having, having guys score on the corner. It, it feels like we have so many corners sometimes that we can't get people to score. But in actuality, we do get on occasion people scoring on goal
1: on corner kicks, and it couldn't come at a better time. He's the man of the match for me.
0: He yeah, he won it on the night, so that's yeah. fair. Fair.
1: Yeah, I'm actually going to give it uh, you guys both great selections. I probably would have picked either one of them, but. Uh, I'm actually gonna give it to the partnership of Horace and Tanner. Uh, I know it's a little bit of a cop out, but oh, Co- man to of the match! I'm gonna wow. give it to them because
0: we're living in the twentieth century. Our center
1: backs had been just on different pages for a couple games in a row, and I thought them being able to keep it real tight against a really good Fres, Fresno team. Uh, Christian Cheney has gave us problems in the first matchup with his size and his speed. And I thought, hey, they didn't give any of those attacking players the light of day in the center part of the of the park, so I give it to them.
0: Yeah. I definitely I think we see the center back pairing that we saw early on. We're seeing the defense and like I said, the press that we saw early on. So that was very impressive from that game. We will move on to the San Antonio game, which is another win. We got two wins in a row. I mean that's a that's Beautiful. a big thing for this season for us, right? We'll two back-to-back it. victories. We should be running on a high. I think this is the happiest tone video we've had in such a long time. It's been
2: a long time. It's been a long time. Two games almost in a row where we had four goals scored on it. That's hard to endure. Let's just sit and
0: sink that in for a minute. The losses
1: are one thing, but
0: four
2: goals.
1: The first 72 minutes of the game against San Antonio, I was pulling my short hair out uh, because, man, we just could not get that round ball into that net. I mean, we did everything else on the field. We passed well. We created well. We crossed well. We got an outside goal. Yeah. yeah. That was a, the offside goal, goal. I was thinking about. Yeah. We yeah. had a goal go in. That didn't count. We right. did everything that you can do without actually registering a goal. Right. And you know what? The first goal. It's an own goal. It's an ugly goal. But well, nobody's complaining about it. Not at goals. all. No. Not but at, at all. That we that will ke- take it. Especially with that keeper that they had. He was blocking everything.
2: Yeah. As yeah. he's had in the past.
0: Yeah. Um, so, the only difference in the lineup was the reinsertion of Bijev as a starter. Yes. And he came in at the cost of Horde. Now, I've been a Horde fan for a while. I know John, our, our other uh, member that's not here tonight, is a big Horde fan. Do you think Bijev deserves to come back in over Horde at this point right now?
1: Absolutely. Uh, you know, we saw Bijev get subbed in in the fresno game he was tired though and five minutes ten minutes he was gassed we saw hands on the knees and you expect that because he had missed some time and you can't a couple months almost now you can't yeah. replicate game speed i mean you can you can run on a treadmill you can try and get back in a game shape you can practice hard but still until you get on the field until you get that heart rate going the excitement everything else it can tire you out fairly quickly. But it was nice to see him get minutes yeah. to get his game speed back. I thought against San Antonio, he, he looked good. Now, he's nowhere near what he will be. But he looked like he's getting a little bit closer to that game speed than he did against Fresno.
2: Thoughts on the yeah. Well, I, I think he did well. Um, like you said, he, he started off in the San Antonio game. Again, he doesn't can't go a full match right now, so so he's still working his way in through. So Eventually, I think B.J.F., uh, is going to be ready, but let's just let's just ease him on in until he, he shows mm-hmm. he needs to start. Because at this point, if he can't, if he's a bit gassed, he needs to show that at least he can he can go through the full game.
0: So we have seen this consistent lineup minus the BJM horde swap for a few games now. I think it's actually three or four if you look back on it. Do you think that finally Elliott has found the players that fit his four-two-three-one formation? Is this the confidence that we're building to move forward? Do you think these are the right guys in the field? I know it's a loaded question, but we'll start with Scott. What do you think, man? I don't
2: know. I think right now, with with our issues with the defense, I think we just need to stick with what we got right now, and let's. We're only in May. I think getting more into late, later June, if we if we can get into that formation that Coach Elliott needs, then go for it. But right now, we really need to show up that defense because. It's been problems, and we're we're at bottom of oh, near bottom of the middle of the table. I, I think mean,
0: We're 11th right now. Yeah, for, and, and
2: right? in the middle of the Western Conference of USL. That's that's not impressive. None so of, so we yeah. need to keep that defense shored up. And um, I'm not sure if the the 4-2-3-1 is going to come out.
1: Yeah, yeah. we
0: well, do have that one uh, Barrojino. I think his last Barahona. name is. If I'm saying it, there yes. you go. So he is coming back. I heard today. I saw a, a post today that right. he's back and he'll be training with the team. So maybe.
1: Maybe. Yeah, so we know that Elliott has been staying with this same system all season. doesn't matter the players. He hasn't changed the structure of the tactics or anything like that. Yeah. With that being said, I think when Horde is with Warner, we become more predictable. We know that Horde is not going to cut in on his left foot. You know, he's had a couple chances lately where he's had the opportunity to shoot, and he seems a little hesitant. And for me, Bijev coming back into the lineup, plus Blackwood when he gets a little, when he gets healthy, I think that that gives us more balance from left to right. Because Warner, and we saw this the last two games. I don't know if you guys noticed, but our wings actually switched positions uh, every yeah. 15, 20 yeah. minutes. Which you can do that when you've got a guy back. like Bijev and Warner, but when you've got a guy like Horde and Warner, it doesn't really work the same way. Guys like Bijev and Warner want to cut back on their strong foot, so it kind of makes sense to put them as uh, opposite wings, right? So Warner on the right, as we saw with his beautiful shot against Fresno. Bijev on the left, as we've seen time and time again, he likes to cut back and hit those right-footed shots. So I think for the system that Elliott likes to play, having a Bijev and a Blackwood wide over a guy like Hort is important.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So coming into our overall performance, we had seven shots on goal at 21 taken, which is one in three. It's not a bad performance. And even against uh, Fresno in the cup, we did have the one in three, which is like 33% shots on target. Now in both of these games, we actually created one goal in each one. Now we scored two, but you know, we only right. created one in each one.
2: Sure.
0: So we're still having the problem of creating chances, but we've seen positive movements and we've seen the positiveness coming from, like, Iwasa when he came up top in that one game. We talked about it, where we were creating more clean-cut chances. Do you think it's only a matter of time before we start scoring more now? Are we seeing that positive move forward?
2: I don't think right now. I think right now we're, we're just trying to, like I said, shore up that defense and make sure that – I mean, we're getting good chances, and like you said, we're getting one and three in. Um, That's the better opportun- than early on in the season. As long as we keep getting those opportunities, eventually the finishing will improve. Bijev needs more time. Um, you know, Bonomo, if he's right there in the middle, he can finish like he needs to finish.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm just, because from Las Vegas, we had like 20 shots and two of them were on target. And so we have to take that idea and we have to consider now we at least are putting the ball on net. And if you're going to score, it's the old saying, you can't score if you don't put the ball on target. Right. So.
1: Yeah, you know, and I've been bullish on this subject, and I'm going to hit it again really hard. I think Owasa needs to be playing as a striker because Bonimo had five good opportunities to score against San Antonio. I mean, he had one that went through his legs on a cross by Bijet where he put that thing on a platter, and it goes through his legs. I just don't think that Bonimo has the finishing capabilities that we need in a striker. Uh, For me, he's a bench player. He's a guy to come in, win some balls late in games. Maybe you're trying to see out a victory. You need a little bit of holdup play. But man, I still think you put your best score at striker, and Awasa is our best scorer. And you know what? He didn't score that first goal against San Antonio, but his run forced a defender to make a bad decision and put the ball in the back. Obviously, he, didn't he was try just to barely
0: offsides on that one call. Come on, no, barely. No, but
1: still, but still, on the goal that we, that counted, the own goal, Awasa beats the center back. He puts the center back in a position where he has a do-or-die play. Yeah, right. He he dies right. Like he slides. Yeah. He yeah. puts the ball in the back of the net, but Awasa's there. That ball's going to his foot for a one-on-one with the keeper if the defender doesn't commit, and we scored again. And that was after Elliott makes the substitution to bring Bonimo off the field, put Skundrich underneath Iwasa. And I just think, look, when you have Iwasa as your striker, defenses have to respect that more than a guy like Bonimo. Iwasa has more speed, and he has a knack for scoring goals. Uh, not only did Bonimo miss the, the goal where it went through his legs, he missed another one on a low cross that Bijev sent through in the second half. Um, he had a couple good opportunities in the first half on created turnovers. I remember one specifically. Ray Sari steps in, wins the ball, plays the ball to Bonomo. He turns, he gets a good shot on goal, and it's a good save. But I still think maybe awasa scores that opportunity. Yeah. You see what I'm saying here? So
0: he did look good when he got moved to the top, top. It was late on in the San Antonio I, game. I just so. think like
1: if you get five good chances to score, and you're a striker you got to put a minimum of one, probably two away. That, that's just my feeling, and for a guy who scored one goal in about 12 starts this year at Stryker, it's just not good enough. Well, and, and
0: that's kind of my point. If you put seven on target, you should be at least getting the one you got and maybe two or three, and it didn't look like we were getting get two or three. It's still that chance is created and missed,
2: in my opinion. Right.
0: Yeah. Um, man of the match on this one, who are you guys going with?
2: I'm going with the Werner. That that fire up the left left corner. Woo.
0: Good lord, he's he's been fantastic. I just want to yeah. say
1: that man, that was one of the best Republic goals ever scored. Yeah. I'm not saying it was the best, but man, that one, especially when you see that replay, and he hits that with just a tiny bit of curve, yeah. but with the power. And and you know what? He had a rough like five ten-minute spell right there <laughs> yeah. too, where he missed a couple passes. He looked a little weird, and then. Boom, out of nowhere. Okay. Just cracked it. I thought it was a great goal. Um, he could definitely be the man of the match. God, who, could, who am I going to pick? That one's a tough one, but I, you know what? I'm actually going to give it to Ray Sorry. Nice. I liked, get the assist. I really liked the game plan going into this game. I think Elliot knew we were playing a weaker team, and our press was higher up on the field. You saw in the first 25, 30 minutes, creating those turnovers deep in their half, creating opportunities. And Ray sorry, man, he reads the game very well. I love that he cuts out passes. Uh, and, and we talked about it going into the game, how San Antonio, we needed to shut down their center midfielders because they played a lot through the middle, and he did exactly what we needed him to do. Yeah.
0: I, uh, I agree with Warner. Fantastic. Yeah. I mean, if it's not an accumulation of fantastic performances, he did get team of the week, I think our team of the he month did. or whatever it he was. Did. So fantastic. But like Mark, I want to mention Cohen in this one. He came back after a spell of bad performances. He got back in the Open Cup, had a good performance. Not too much to trouble him in that one, but some big saves in this one. Put himself back in that uh, goalkeeper performance that we're used to a few games ago. So my nod goes to Cohen. Warner has been fantastic. So I would give it to him, but that's it.
1: Yeah, Um, I did want to add one more thing. Uh, I thought Elliot that was the best coached game from him because we saw some urgency I think he recognized this team isn't as good as us we're at home we're going to force him to cre- to into mistakes and, and our team did now should we have capitalized on opportunities absolutely but that's right. on the players he put the players yeah. I think in the positions to succeed we should have been up two, three goals at halftime. When I mean, you're creating seven chances, it's yeah. on
0: you to take them. I mean, right. we were
1: creating chances all over the place. And it's like, I thought the players came in with the right mentality. They came in with the right uh, strategy going in. They were definitely organized. And I thought he was on top of it for sure.
0: Absolutely. I have to give credit to Elliot in this one. I do agree with you. I think he did very well. All right. So on this segment, we're going to wrap it up. Uh If you watch this whole thing, we appreciate it. If you're gonna join us in just a minute, we will move on to the New Mexico match buildup. We are gonna take a break. It'll only be a second for you though. We'll be right back. All right, guys. So if you made it through both those post matches earlier, thanks for sticking with us. We're back after that short little break. If you're just joining us, thanks for joining us. This is the Old Glory Red Report. Scott. Mark, thanks for joining me. Uh, if you didn't see the intro, skip back. You can find the intros there, and then we'll jump back in. But uh, we're going to move on to New Mexico at the weekend. It was an away game. New Mexico has been terrific. They're actually unbeaten at home. I think it's like 3-2 and two for them at home or something of that nature. Uh, really good team. I talked about it early on that I thought they were going to be a very good team in our one of our earlier videos, and they've proven to be so. Mark, want to jump in on this one with us?
1: Yeah, I mean... They obviously are a pretty good team. They sit atop the table. Uh, What do they have, one loss on the season?
0: Yeah, one away loss, yeah.
1: They have a number of draws, but I mean, yeah, they're a tough team to beat. Undefeated at home. Uh, They come in, what, six wins, six draws, and a loss. Yes. Their last loss was April 20th. Um, They also are still alive in the US Open Cup, so they're winning their cup games in addition. They're 3-2 I mean, and
0: two in their last five, so they're a team with confidence right now, definitely. Right. They lead
1: the league in goals scored, not just the Western Conference, but the entire league. They have 30 goals scored. I mean, so it's a team putting up numbers. They have the top two goal scorers in the entire USL right now, uh, in Kevon freighter and Santi Moore. So, man, I mean, it's a team with firepower. It's a team that's hot, and they're at home. It's going to be a tough game.
2: Well, it's another uh, USL baseball field that we get to travel to. Yeah. and uh, But they do pack the house there in New Mexico. They so. cover
1: the
0: mound. They yeah. cover the mound.
2: And, and it, you know, it's a good team. I'm happy to, to play a new team that expanded into New Mexico. Uh, I like to travel, so I'm looking forward to going to New Mexico some year. Not this year. Uh, I know someone is going this year. Uh, Nick is going, but uh, he's, he's from San Francisco. That's a pretty long trip. Yeah, it's a long trip. It, but, uh, you know these guys—they do score goals, yeah—and and they win, and they got a good fan support. So I, I do, I do have a lot of credit for this team. I think we can pull it off, though. I always think my team can pull it off. Yeah. So we
0: are riding in on some confidence, but New Mexico is a defensively strong team. But on top of that, they do have freighter who scored ten goals already this season in eleven appearances, which is unheard of. Then they also have Moir, who also has scored nine goals. Wow. So these are guys to look out for. I mean, these are guys that are in form. And when you're playing somebody that's in form, your back line. You talked about it in the post-match, how we've been good in the back. Here's that test. What are you guys thinking on that?
2: Well, I think uh, we're going to be on another narrow field. So they, they yeah. do. Mark's nemesis. They, they, pa- they pack it in. And that's and as you have some notes there, they do score a lot of goals in the box. So and that And it helps when there's a narrow field. Which, yeah. it, so their field is going to play to their strengths. That's what their strength is. We're not playing a wide, wide field, which is what our strength is. So uh, we're just going to have to deal like, you know, because so many USL teams have baseball fields. We're just going to have to deal with it. Yeah,
0: yeah and the reference there is uh, New Mexico has scored 30 goals and 25 have been in the box. And they have had a split between left foot, right foot, and headers. So they're scoring from both sides. They're putting it in on corners. If we can keep them out though, they're only scored five times from outside the box. So that's where we're really gonna have to focus, is keeping them taking those 25, 30 yard shots.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And Scott talked about something uh, very important. This is a team, tactically, that scores almost all of their goals from the center part of the field. Uh, Freighter as their striker, uh, but Santi Moore coming from the left-hand side to the right, a very Bijev type of player who likes to cut in. He is a player who can score from the outside, he has two goals from the outside, he also has a goal from a direct free kick this season, so he does have the opportunity and the ability to shoot from the outside, so, but yeah, narrow field, this team does not attempt very many crosses at all, the only width they really get is from their outside backs, their left back and the right back actually have three assists on the season from crosses, but regardless, the most crosses they have from any single individual player this year is 19. And when you put that in comparison to our team, Sam Werner has 94 attempted crosses this year. So that kind of shows you the difference in what we're dealing with when it comes to when they attack versus when we attack. So I agree, it will be tough because I think our team likes to play from wider areas more than New Mexico and unfortunately, we're going to have to adapt to their field and their style of play.
0: Yeah, this is a team that's good on the ground defensively. They like to make tackles, they like to make challenges, so it's gonna be a tough physical game for our guys. Uh, Some of the keys for me in this is gonna be the height we have. If we can actually take advantage of that, I know we haven't been able to so far, but they haven't been the greatest in aerial duels as far as defensively, so those are areas we can take advantage of, but they're scoring almost a goal a half right now and that's going to be the key for me no matter how what we circle back to for me that's going to be the key Um, so as a team what do we have to do to break this team down
1: well i'll tell you first and foremost we've got to stop kevon Freder. uh he not only leads the league but his conversion rate is at like 45 percent. so it's a ridiculous amount right now it's probably the exact opposite of what Bonimos is if we're being completely honest uh not only does he have 10 goals he has three assists so he is doing multiple things, not just scoring, but he's a player that likes to get in behind. He has scored goals from headers. He's got good size. He's got good speed. Kainen will not be playing because he picked up his fifth yellow card last game. So I know he came off with an injury, but even regardless if he was healthy, he, he cannot play. play. So Horace and Tainer, they had a great last two games. Yep. Now, we, they got to do it again. They, we got to see what we saw against Fresno. Credit to Mahoney coming in last game and and picking up for uh, for Kynan uh, when he had to come off the field, but I expect Horace and Mitchell Tainer to be the starting center back. So first and foremost, man, we have to stop him because he is a player, Kevon Freder, who can score. He can bring players into the game. He's just a perfect striker for what they like to do.
0: He's having a season right now.
1: I completely agree. The center backs are going to
2: be very key for us winning because. That's where we've had our issues when, when teams are scoring a lot on us is that they're scoring out of the middle. And so we've got to make sure that those defenders, those two center backs, are taking care of business. And then on the counterattack, we've got to make sure Ray Sari and uh, Sam Harris, are, they're getting out. They're getting what they, what we need on the counterattack with Awasa and scoring some uh, counterattack goals because they're going to be hot. Like you said, they score one goal a half. Yeah. So they're going to be attacking a lot, and so we're going to have to rely on that counter for
1: us to be able to... That's a perfect, a you know, perfect statement, because right. not only do they score a lot of goals, but they give up a ton of shots. Okay. Now, for whatever reason, their conversion rate is much better than their opponent's conversion rate. So they're sitting at 25% as a team, which leads the league by, I think, 3 or 4%. It's a ridiculously high amount.
0: We're at 13% currently. Wow.
1: But so, on, the other comparison. End, on, the under, on the other end, their keeper, Cody Mizell, leads the league and saves. And they have almost given up the same amount of shots as they have taken. So you've got to think like exactly what Scott was talking about with the counterattack. If we can pack it in, frustrate them, and then hit them on a counter with Wassa, with Warner, I think they can be beat. And you know we're going to see a familiar face as Justin Schmidt yeah. starting as a center back against them. So I really, I really talked about earlier about wanting to see a Wassa play striker over Bonomo, but I think this is the type of game where you do need a pacier striker, because we want to hit him on the counter. Bonamo's just not that type of striker, right? He's more of a hold-up play, bring players in. But I think if we can get a Blackwood back, I don't know if he'll be fit, uh, or an Awasa. And you get a Werner and a Bejev, maybe you can get those one-on-one situations on the other side.
0: Yeah, We're going to be looking to switch play up. We're going to have to play a little bit out of the back and then every once in a while try to confuse them by going over the top and being versatile in that way. Because to go with one solid game plan against such a strong defense and an attack is going to be a bad combination. I think the coach is going to have to have option A, option B playing at the same and they're, time. They're shaky
1: point. in the back. like. This team is very good attacking, but they can definitely get beat. And and you know yeah. what?
0: They've had some of those big, like, three, three, yeah. four, four games this season. They've only too.
1: kept two clean sheets, so they give up goals. A- and I think this is a game, even though we haven't shown we can score a bunch of goals, you don't need to do that, but I think you have to fight fire with fire in a game like this. Yeah. I think if we try and play into a shell... I just don't think we'll come out with a result, but I think if we go looking for those turnovers and create those quick transitional plays, I think we can get, we can nick something here. A point, maybe three. Uh, well, I think that,
2: like I said, we're going to have to rely on a counterattack. Yeah. I, I'm not sure that we're going to be able to, to clear possession with this team, especially on a field that we're not, we're not good on narrow fields. So we're going to rely on that. I honestly think if if it ends up being that they score one goal, we're gonna have we're gonna end up with a one-one tie. Uh, if we can keep a clean sheet, then we're gonna win one nothing. I think.
1: Yeah. You I, know what's funny is that agree. they have the most goals. They're at 30 goals, which leads the entire USL, but they're only 20th in shots attempted. So that just tells you right there that Fraiter, not just him, but especially him, they're just hot right now in terms of getting the ball in the back of the net. You know. Uh, oh, yeah. 18
0: shots attempted 66 of those are on target so. yeah
1: and hopefully we can see some of the numbers on for our players approach those numbers but i kind of think like i don't think new mexico is going to be able to continue that such high success rate the entire season not that they won't have a great chance of winning this entire thing maybe they they just are that good but i kind of see maybe a regression at, at some point hopefully it starts on saturday
0: for me, a big thing is two wins. Like, we kind of joked about it earlier in this video. If you stuck around, thank you for, for watching it all. Um, <laughs> where this is the first time we've had back-to-back wins in quite a while, especially this season, you know, and we're going to build a little bit of confidence. How big is that for our guys going into this? Is that going to be something we can maybe take in and consider? We might get that one nil over the 1-1
2: because of the confidence we're going to carry in on this? Oh, yeah. The, the timing couldn't be perfect, but better for us for having the win against Fresno, having the win against San Antonio, going into against the best team in the league, it's perfect. We're, we're, we're ready to go. Let's just get them out there and, and beat them. I mean, yeah. th- they're playing as we speak right now. Uh, last I checked, it was 0-0, and, you know, they're going to have only four days rest. We're going to have a full week's worth of rest. Hopefully that's going to help us get that advantage over the guys.
1: Yeah, and, yeah, good point. And, you know, we do have a week off where they're playing midweek, like you said. We the are negative. playing
0: currently as we are yeah. filming this video. So. The,
1: the one negative that goes against us, though, is Kavon Freider picked up his fifth yellow card and is not playing tonight. Right. We're so
0: Keinden,
1: close. Kevon picked up his fifth and won't be available for a Saturday. I just wish Freder wasn't available for right. them on Saturday. Um, yes, we're coming off a couple wins. The confidence is definitely coming back. I think, more importantly, the team is getting a little bit healthier as well. That's true. Uh, Bijev being a big... Part of that statement, but hopefully Blackwood will be back and, and some other guys. Uh, but, yeah, man, it's a tough ask for a, a team like us who's, what, two and four on the road. Yeah. They're undefeated on uh, at home. I think even though they have a midweek game, they're playing very well right now, and their best player is going to be well-rested. So it's, gonna, it's going to be a tough game, man.
0: Yeah, I, I believe the coach has picked his favorite lineup, like I've kind of talked about a little bit. So let's real quick kind of go over. Who do we think starts in this game? We know Harris, obviously, is not in. Mark talked about that. So in the back line, it's going to be McCrary, Tainter, um,
1: Harris. Gomez,
0: Har- and Har- uh, Har-
1: Harris. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: kind of picked it up, sorry. Yeah. So we know that. But who picks up those front starting positions? Let's just talk about those. Does Bonomo play again tonight? Saturday night?
2: I think so. I think right now we got a pretty decent lineup that's that's working well. Let's just keep going with it and whether BJF starts or not that's going to be determined what the coach sees in the in, in analysis of what we're going against whether we need to have these switches like you guys were talking about um, with Horde. Maybe we'll need to be static and, and keep Horde in there. We, I don't know.
1: Yeah, well. yeah I mean it's hard to say that Elliot won't go with Bonimo again because that's his preferred striker. He's liked date. it.
2: He's liked it. But
1: if it's me, if I'm pulling the strings, I put a Wasa striker. I put Skundrich right, be, right behind him. I think that speed combination right there can really hurt them on the counterattack. And then if B'jev, uh is still feeling good after the last couple games, I think you start him and Warner. Werner, you gotta. I think Warner is a pencil in every game, just like a Wasa is you play them until you can like until if they pick up an injury or something like that yeah. then you but right now I think those two players are irreplaceable and the other positions on that front line can be replaced at, at least until more players can solidify themselves as starting 11 every game.
0: yeah I mean I personally would like to see a 442 with Iwasa and Blackwood up top We've talked about this in the past. But I think it's going to be the 4-2-3-1 we've seen in the past. I think he's going to put Bonomo back in. And against New Mexico, we talked about it, getting him on the counter. So maybe Bonomo does provide us that knockdown that gives Iwasa or Warner or Bijev the chance to get in. So what we'll about, give him the credit of off-the-ball play and the build-up play. What about
1: Blackwood if he's healthy and fit? Do you think Elliott might start him at striker over Bonomo and keep Iwasa in that attacking midfielder role like he's been playing most seasons?
0: i would like to see that personally i would i would love to see that we've talked about it in the past i think Blackwood's speed to get behind offers something that bonomo doesn't but like you said i think the coach right now favors bonomo and if we're being realistic 4-2-3-1 bonomo starts just like scott said i feel like
1: um so we know justin justin schmidt right like he's a bigger center back I think he's, like, one, about 200 pounds. So, for for me, I think if you use Bonamo against him, you're kind of playing into what he's good at, being physical, what Justin Schmidt's being good at. Being fair physical. Point,
0: fair point. Whereas, if you that. give him
1: an a Put a little black, guy running but, behind. I mean, let's be honest. We've seen Justin Schmidt, and he's a good player, but he's not very agile, and... If you get a was on his shoulder, it's going to be very difficult for him to stay with a guy like Kamawasa. I mean, We know that. So, hey, I guess the starting lineup is going to tell us a lot about how we approach the game when it comes Saturday night. One,
0: I think you, you brought it up earlier about how the coach did have a win. It's whether that the coach is going to adapt and do the things that we've been talking about or whether he's going to just kind of keep shoehorning the same guys in the same kind of situations and just see what happens we won't know we can kind of guess but we won't know on that one um any last thoughts on this match build up any anything well, we new? have to give our predictions right oh yes you're right yeah sorry let's <laughs> go ahead and do that match predictions we'll start with the guest and then
1: yeah always with the uh, well
2: i'll i'll go ahead and predict a one nothing victory for the republic because like i said i think we can the go people. in the, i think we can go in there <laughs> and get it you know that it's going to be tough keeping them out of the goal I, i'll be honest I, not many teams have been doing it. But Sac Republic garners respect around the league, regardless of where we are in the table, and they will be ready for us because we're Sac Republic.
0: Another clean sheet for Cohen.
2: That's right.
1: Casey, go ahead, man.
0: You want to give it to me? Uh, I went with 1-0 as well. it's just what we've been winning by. If, if we don't win 1-0, we probably don't win. Like, hey, I think you said two, that right earlier. Yeah. Well, yeah, but we scored one goal. We got lucky with an own goal. So let's be realistic about the prospects. Um, yeah, if, if, if we don't win 1-0, I just don't see us winning these days. So, yeah, 1-0 for me
1: as well. Well, I mean, I kind of feel like I'm cornered, right? Like, I'm not predicting 1-0. No, don't do that. I think that we get a draw. And I think the
0: other score prediction right, that we right, may have thought right. of.
1: I think we're going to give up two goals, but we're also going to score two. Oh, okay. I think, okay. He I think turned it up see. a notch. He turned go. it
0: up a notch. We got some action
1: for, for right. four goals that's for the game. Last yeah. I see. Yeah. All yeah. right. I, I just think that, and I, and I believe a 2-2 draw would be a very good result for us. Yeah. Against a yeah, team absolutely. that's at the top.
0: Away two of them two undefeated at home. Yeah. Oh,
1: yeah. It would be a road a road point. You yeah. continue your unbeaten streak. You keep the momentum. going. Build the going. confidence
0: as we talked about. Yeah,
1: so I do expect them to score goals, but I also expect to hit them on the counter. And I think for a guy like Awasa, I just feel like this could be a game where he gets a couple. Like I, yeah. I just He feel, needs it. He yeah. need
0: he is still our leading goal he's, scorer, but he needs close, it right now. He's yeah. been
1: close lately. You know the offside
0: goal and all that. Yeah, he's
1: been he's been right there. We know the quality of a player he is. He's not going to be off the score sheet, game in, game out. I just think it's one of those games where he pulls his team back to a draw. And I think we leave New Mexico with a point.
0: That'd be great. I think we'd all enjoy a point coming back. Three points would be great. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say three points would be great. But a point we'll take. We'll absolutely take. Um, So we're going to wrap up this section of it. If you have any comments, put your score predictions down below. You're starting 11. What do you think the coach is going to do? Uh, down below. We love to hear from you guys as always. If you stuck around for both both the post-match and the match buildup, we appreciate it. You are awesome. Thank you Scott Bradford. Um, if you haven't, thanks for joining us for this one. We're going to move on to what we call the Republic Talk portion. We're going to talk about the new blue kits and we're going to talk a little bit about the United States in the uh, World Cup for the Women's World Cup, the Under-20s World Cup, and we're going to talk a little bit about the Gold Cup coming up. We won't go into too much detail, but we're going to touch on it. We'll be back in just a second. All right, guys. So if you joined us for both the post-match and the match build-up, we appreciate it. Thanks for sticking around. This is the Republic Talk portion. And one of our big topics today are going to be the new blue jerseys, the city jerseys. It seems to be a divided front by supporters, I'm going to say. To keep it nice. To keep it nice. Um, some people like it. Some people think it's blasphemy beyond all belief. Um, Scott, why don't you just start off on this? What do you think about it, man?
2: Okay. Well, there are, there are two aspects to it. One, the fashion aspect, and two, does it belong with my team?
0: Agreed. Agreed. Okay. I 100% agree. Uh,
2: the, as, and as far as belonging with my team, the, there's the city thing with the, with the Tower Bridge little little things on it, and, and that part's cool. But it's blue. Why is blue? <laughs> Now, I'm a Chelsea fan. Blue is the color. Football sure. is the game. Sure. I'm happy with blue. But what if Chelsea wore accept- a
0: what if Chelsea wore a bright red jersey as their third They've game? never
2: wore red and they will never but wear. What
0: red. if they wore a bright red jersey? And that's
2: what and you bring up a good point. I'm not happy that they chose blue because blue is Reno's color and screw Reno.
0: Reno, Fresno, San Jose, LA even wears blue uh, on yes. occasion. Even
2: Gal it's galaxy blue.
0: All oh, four of them like
2: but as far as the fashion aspect, I, I, I'm not the fashion expert. I, I think someone should wear it out to Gay Pride this weekend and see how it works. Have you guys seen How I Met Your Mother? Have you all watched that shirt? You guys remember the red boots? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And how did he know if he's going to wear the red boots? He went to a gay person, asked him, do these work? And he says, what does he say? He says, pulling them off. Yeah, I mean. So if, if a gay person comes up and looks at my shirt and asks, is this work?" And they go, pulling it off, then it works.
0: Uh, initial thoughts.
1: You're asking me. I'm
0: asking you more. I know uh, you put you put fire you emojis you down ready? when it you first came out. This? Yeah, yeah. I want to hear
1: it. I, I am
0: I am a, a, a captivated audience. I think
1: that Scott just gave the most respectable response to not. Oh, I'm disappointed. Me. Right? No, 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 no the, I think let let, right. Let's let right. finish. But for the other 99 percenters that don't like this this kit. I feel like it's just a reason for them to be mad about something. It's Look, I get it. It's blue, but it's a third kit, people. It's a third kit. It's, it's not our It's a third home kit, kit we wore at home. Hold
2: on. Hold on. It's a third kit we that's, wore that's at when
1: home. when you wear them is at home. You don't but wear if, a third kit at home. You, yeah, you always wear a You wear a third, third
0: kit. kit when you match no, 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 differently no, no, for an no, no, away no. game.
1: Just like we wore the black at home last year for five I matches. didn't
0: like that either.
1: Okay. You wear your third kit at home. You can you can wear it on the road. There's no rules. I mean, you can do what you want. But it's blue, whatever. Next year, it's going to be green. The year after that, it's going to be yellow. The year after that, it's going to be pink. Whatever, right? So I'm buying I think ones.
0: I <laughs> Green and pink, I'm in for. I'm in, I for, think the, the, I'm uh, in for the yellow, man. The jersey
1: itself, the Yellow's though, cool, too. Yeah. The jersey itself, I think, is nice. I mean, I, I do like... I think the accents on it are small enough far away where it doesn't the look, yes yeah, yeah where yeah. it doesn't look really awkward. it's it looks like a
2: tchotchke. It's tchotchke. It
1: such a tchotchke although when they when they did the release when they did the full body kit release it was blue blue light blue and I, I, and I we, have to
0: admit I liked that better than the white and shorts. then we
1: see blue white blue and I'm like where where was the change now yeah. I know it looked a little man city ish and I'm not the biggest man city fan Little I mean, Man City.
0: There was definitely someone in the front office. It's like Man City colors, please.
1: Brands, I we're think, looking at you. I just think it's a it's a nice jersey. I get it. We're red, but sometimes we're white, and sometimes we're black, and sometimes we're gold, and sometimes yeah, but we're, we're, we're gray.
0: never blue. <laughs> we're sometimes yellow. We're sometimes pink. We can even be fucking brown if you want. I don't give a shit. But we're not. Fresno's blue, Reno's blue, San Jose's blue. We are not blue. But our
1: blues look better than theirs. I I think the front office was just like, yeah, we do it better, you know.
0: Look, I don't mind the tchotchke. I'm not my personal favorite, but whatever. That's a personal taste thing for me. And you can put whatever color you want. But it would be like a Chelsea wearing a bright red, a Man United wearing city blue. It just. It's it's wrong as a football uh, fan.
1: If it was a city blue, I would agree with that. But we're talking about dark blue. That's a pretty. That's common it's color.
0: pretty damn close to Fresno blue.
1: It's well, pretty yeah, damn close it's to Reno's blue. It's blue.
0: So if you <laughs> if, so if you go baby blue in Man City or Man United, and you and you put a baby blue jersey on, you guys the Man City sky blue. You're going to tell me you're okay with
1: that. Okay. No, I'm not saying that. But Man City blue is a special type of blue. But Fresno's okay.
0: blue is this close the to Republic the blue. Republic blue
1: jersey is, is just blue. It's this close to Fresno. It's not Fresno blue. Sure it is. It's not Reno blue. It's, it it's may not blue. be named
0: Fresno blue, but it's <laughs> damn close. Anyways, for me, you don't wear your complete rivals. And in California, we have plenty of other teams that are blue. So there's... A, plethora of other colors out there in the rainbow you could have chose from. And I think this is just a shot and miss. It Do the same tchotchke design in any other color, pretty much. I mean, any other color, pretty much. And you get it I right. Our, I you do failed. like our black jerseys. You failed this yeah. one Sacramento here, Republic.
1: That, that's a really good third, well, uh, third kid there.
0: Black's a classic jersey. Because no team really has it as their prime. I mean, LFC does. But I mean, not a lot of teams have it as a primary color. Right. It's not a rival to us. Black is, is cool. Like, yeah, your third jersey, I think uh, one of the guys from TVB said, I don't remember who off the top of my head, but third jerseys are meant to be crazy, wild, and maybe sometimes a little bit ugly. And sure, explore, do something. But don't pick your local rival's colors and then say, hey, that's the color of our new jersey.
1: Well, I think that person's opinion is just based on the color, though, because if it was any other color but with the same design, then they would think that it was pretty out there, right? Whether I mean, different... you think
0: it's good or ugly, it doesn't matter. The main point is put a good or ugly jersey on any other color but your rival's color.
1: Right. I don't know, man. It's not uh, that big of a deal to me.
0: It's not. It, <laughs> it, 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 it's not. It, it is in the, the lo-
1: It is the sub.
0: In the long run, it's one season. It's going to disappear. It won't be a continued jersey. So we have to get over it. It is the jersey that they picked. We have to get over it. But I did not like seeing us wearing blue on our backs at a home. couple of years ago when,
1: uh, I think it was Cardiff City, when they were bought by a new owner and he changed the uniforms to red. That's right. And then, oh, my God. And then exactly everybody terrible. showed up in blue, and it was like a huge thing. And then halfway through the season, they, like, literally scrapped the red That's and went back to blue. That's true. I it's think be- it was Cardiff City. It's because it was you,
0: have, yeah. you have to look at your fan base to what they want. <laughs> and these blue jerseys, the neutrals that don't really pay attention and, and that – and the guys that don't care about the history of the team and all that, maybe sees that. It's a cool jersey. But the, the fans that are really hardcore about it, and I know there's some out there, this is going to be an atrocity to them. So it depends on where you're on the spectrum. And there's people in between. Don't get me wrong. There's good fans that I are going to see like this I'm as... There's going to be a good <laughs> fan that sees this as fashionable, <laughs> and there's going to be diehard fans that just, like, you know, are... It's fashionable, though.
1: I mean, it's nice looking. If you take away the whole, like loyalty and the the red color aspect like if you're just if you just saw that jersey on the street like that's cool that's i'm still
0: probably not buying it and wearing it either way (laughs) because i don't like the tchotchke of it like i talked about before for sure sure. fair point i get it like i said there's going to be the spare i see where everyone is for me it's a blasphemy kind of thing no blue on our backs especially
1: at home so
0: we can't be wearing red and white in the fan in the crowd and have them be wearing blue on the freaking field. It so just So let us wrong. know
1: how terrible or how okay these uniforms are to you guys.
0: Yeah, it is it is an up and down
2: conversation, so.
1: I do like the black one though. Now yeah. that they're on sale, I might pick one up. The
2: black ones are nice. You see, that's when I always, I always pick up my t- my on uh, the clearance rack. Yeah, yeah, November, that's when I'm going yeah. shopping for the jerseys.
0: <laughs> if you like the blue jersey, let us know. If you dislike the blue jersey, yeah, let us know. I mean. Like we said, it's there to be there now. It's going to be here this season, so we're going to have to deal with it either way. So just give your opinion on it, and let's all move on,
1: because it is what it is. Um, What do we got next? The
0: USA is in a bunch (coughs) of international competitions coming up. It's going to be an exciting couple months for football in the United States. We got the under-20 World Cup. They just progressed about France. Uh, you said they play um, Ecuador. Ecuador.
1: That's going to be a tough one coming up. It's a big game Saturday morning, I believe. Yeah, those
0: kids have been playing really well though. Tim Way, oh, Soto, Mendez—they've yeah. been playing really well. Yeah,
1: yeah. Impressive win against France, who was who, France was the favorite, and they are uh, the European champion. So they, you know, they were looking to build off of their. I mean, they have the French youth team. Youth system right now is just insane oh, well,
0: we've seen it with Mbappe, Mbappe yeah, and these guys. Yeah, yeah I mean
1: yeah, yeah. And, it, and, it, and it doesn't stop with him I mean you look at their team they're littered with talent so that was a massive win for our U20s very impressive
0: yeah and they had a tough qualifying round really they did with the loss to Ukraine
2: it started uh, off yeah it
0: started off really bad it was a bad. tough
2: group it was, it was a tough group I mean they, they got a good win against the Nigeria they got a good win against Qatar and then that, that France game, when was the last time you remember your team being down 1-2 and then came back to win 3-2? I can't remember my team ever doing that.
0: Absolutely not. And it's the way they play. Yeah. They play some really, really good-to-watch football. I mean, some beautiful one-touch passing football.
1: Gives yeah. us uh, hope for the next World Cup uh, oh, yeah, the senior and team run. I'm, I'm ready for some of these guys to move up for sure.
0: So another big one we got coming up is the FIFA's Women's World Cup. Held which. In France. Uh, USA's actually top to win for the second time in a row.
1: But they're not as big of a favorite as they
2: normally are. Well, no, they've, they've changed, from what I understand, they've changed their strategy from, you know, using that athleticism that they've always had to going to more of the tiki-taka style, keeping
1: possession and all that stuff. And so they're having some issues with the defense because of that. Yeah, yeah I will say, though, uh, this, I feel like this women's tournament is the most wide open that I can ever remember because normally they go into this tournament as the clear favorite and then there's maybe two or three teams that could give them problems. Not this time. France is a really good women's team. Germany. Uh, Germany, Australia. Yeah. I mean, these teams that are in this tournament are, it's not just, uh, well, when will US hoist the trophy? I think it's going to be a very good tournament and uh, I'm the, excited for it, The man. top five. let Let's gently There's There's the top five, teams. any of them can possibly win. I think even, like, Brazil is a good team, and they're, like, seventh or eighth best odds. I mean, it, it's going to be a good it's tournament. tournament. They, I've always injury, liked Japan, you know. too, but anyway, sorry. Well, well, also, the, in Europe, though, the, the European teams,
2: the Man Cities, the Chelsea's, Arsenal's, PSG's, have been investing in the women's game yeah. for the last four years. Yeah, they Absolutely. have. Absolutely. And, and these women are getting paid better over there. They're playing with the best players. And and what happens when you play with the best players? You get better. Yeah. And so the European teams, I don't remember when France was a favorite, and now all of a sudden they are. Germany, look, they won in 2002, 2006. Always strong. So they're always they strong. They look really good. But England, you know, the, the, the Lionesses, yeah. you never know what's going to happen with them.
1: Europe has definitely stepped up their game. And the women's game, and I love it. The and women's game is definitely growing, uh, you know, worldwide, and a lot of that has to do with the U.S. women's team, that 99 team, for example. I mean, you, you look at the sport where it was 20 years ago, and I know the men's game has grown immensely in this country, but the women's game was always big here and has grown immensely around the world. It's kind of the opposite effect, so. I'm really excited. I'm not going to lie. This is the most excited I've ever been to watch the women's tournament because I actually think like these games, the U.S. is not going to just cruise. They might win their first game against Thailand by a, a big margin, but I think it's going to be very competitive.
0: Absolutely. It should be a really good World Cup. Um, let's, let's, let's just drop the women's in front of it and just count it what it is. This is going to be a big World Cup and this is a chance for the USA to win. Honestly, in the United States, the women's team has been better than our men's team for quite oh, yeah, some time forever. now. And it's it's, it's you know it's time that we give them the credit. So go out to those watch parties. Watch Costanzas, the Women's guys. World Cup. Costanzas, yeah. If you're not a part of the um, American Outlaw Sacramento chapter, go out and support them because they also support the women's team. Because this is big. To get them to win another World Cup is going to be big for us, and it promotes us as a country, as a soccer country. And if we want to grow as men's team, we want to grow all around, we need to support ourselves all around. So support them, go out there. I think that starts next week, right? uh, No, no, so Friday
2: is the first game France host country is playing. Okay, so I can't remember who they're playing. In fact, it's affected the U-20 start times. Um, They're going to be really early, like 6.30 and 9.30, and the women's first game is noon on Friday. And, and then, then US the U.S. Is, is on the 11th, Monday or Tuesday? Tuesday, against, Tuesday. Thi- against Thailand.
1: Yeah, and you know what? France is trying to become the first country to hold both the men and women's trophy at, at the same, same time. time. Yeah,
0: which would be a huge title and, for them. And everyone. they're,
1: you know, they're one of the favorites. Other, but right now, as it is currently constructed, if the U.S. and France both finished first in their groups, they would actually meet each other in the quarterfinal.
2: Yeah, I was hoping, like, maybe we, you know, let's lose to Sweden in the last game if we had <laughs> got everything locked up. Maybe we'll angle for second position so we get a better better way through the knockout stages, you know? Absolutely. Awesome.
0: Yep. Uh, and lastly, our, uh, our boys are going to hit the Gold Cup coming up soon. This yes. does start as well. We had a friendly against Jamaica today, which we lost. We kind of talked about, though, it's a friendly, you have to take it
2: for what it is. Well, there was more than that. I mean, they were they were trying different stuff. Um, after after Jamaica scored, they went back to what they were normally doing. Uh, Michael Bradley wasn't even out there. it was Pulisic Pulisic out there. wasn't there. yet. Yeah. I mean, who, there wasn't barely anyone out there. Matt Miazga was the captain. I, that guy's a, a lone E from the the Chelsea army over uh, uh, somewhere in Austria. So uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, it wasn't that big take. a In fact, I think. That's the first win a Caribbean team has had in the United States soil since 1969. I heard it on the broadcast, so. Yeah, well, wow. yeah I wouldn't and it look happen. too
1: far into what happened, like you just said. I mean, of the players that play today, I think only Stefan is probably going to start, uh, and he's a keeper. Um, but the other ten players, plus the subs that came in, yeah, I'm not sure how many of those players will actually feature in prominent roles once the tournament starts with the Gold Cup. Um, Pulisic, of course. It, I think he, you know, it's kind of, this tournament kind of rests on his shoulders. Kind of see what he brings to talisman, the table. if you would. Absolutely. But, but yeah, um, you know, maybe a guy like Josh Sargent will start. I think yeah. he'll at
0: least get to the lineup. Uh, maybe not start, but I think he'll at least we
1: get to the We saw today that there were some MOS players and some USL? second division. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Jamaica had a few USL players. Oh, yeah. Brian Brown really from Reno uh, played today, actually almost scored. Um, but yeah, no, I think um, I know that the commentators are kind of annoying me when I was watching the game. They're like, "Oh, this is not how you want to start this." You know, friendlies going into a tournament. It's like, yeah, but none of these guys are going to make a difference on you know, when the games well, begin. And this
0: is Berhalter's first loss. I know a lot of people gave him stick when he came in because of his brother being part of the, you know, and et cetera, et cetera, and all the drama and there was that. But yeah. you got to give him credit. He's done well with the players that he's had available yeah. because of international duty and stuff and, and teams not releasing players. He never really has had the full squad in certain situations. Uh, and let's
1: be honest, you know, Weston McKinney, Tyler Adams, these players are Bundesliga players. These guys are of a different quality than some of the championship-level players that we're playing today for the U.S., you know? And we saw a few of them.
0: So, I mean, this was, like I said, his first loss, so we don't read too much into it. But how are we, how are we feeling going into this Gold Cup? Well, are we a contender?
2: I think so. I mean, when I go into a tournament, I like my team, honestly, at least have one stinker. Something to remind them, you need to play your ass off. Fair enough.
0: You're fair not going to just I coast agree. through a
2: tournament. Yeah. So you have to have that. And I think that I think that's part of the reason why they do these, let's try different tactics and stuff, so you play like crap, so you can see, okay, we maybe can't do that. Let's go back to what we normally do, and let's figure that out.
0: You don't appreciate what you have till it's gone. Kind right, of yeah. Thing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, try, right. try
2: it out. So you can have something to look we got to get better we, we, we can't go into the Gold Cup playing against
1: Guyana like this so let's you know
2: let's get that Gold Cup trophy again yeah
1: as much as I think that this game <coughs> today wasn't important I think it's an important tournament for sure when the games actually start if we play like this against you know play poorly and lose against subpar opponents that won't be something that'll sit well with me Uh, I think it's an important tournament for this group of players, especially with a new coach in his first major tournament as leading this uh, US national team. But, you know, let's not forget the embarrassment of missing the World Cup, and that needs to be pushed away sooner rather than later. Before you start getting into games that matter after the Gold Cup, like qualifying for the next World Cup, that needs to be a distant memory. We can't see us have an embarrassing gold cup coming off of an embarrassing world cup run right
0: yeah you don't want those
1: things to snowball so when the guys like Pulisic when when uh Bradley Altidore if they're featured for the squad those guys need to come good and we need to see them I'm not saying win because Mexico is obviously a strong team and probably the favorite but yeah I think the expectation is. Don't get knocked out by anybody other than Mexico, at least, right? Like, you got to
0: go all the way on this. At least, at least make it to the well, final. You know,
1: Costa Rica is usually always a strong team. We've seen, you know, but, us, sorry, go ahead. I mean, Costa Rica is a good team. Yeah,
0: we've it, seen yeah, them absolutely. advance
1: at a group stage, past the group stage in a World well, Cup. And
0: we've we've seen hurdles in even Trinidad and Tobago in the past. So right. we know that there are teams that are going to upset us sometimes like here. Panama, we but, play
1: again for like the millionth time, yeah, in, in but a you row, talked a about it. we missed the
0: World Cup <laughs> last year. This has to be that confidence builder. This has to be the building block where we do a good performance here to lead us into that next World Cup. Because we can't miss two World Cups in a row. And a lot of these players may have not been part of that World Cup defeat or failure, if you would, but they're going to wear the stink with them as they progress as well, Absolutely. as well as some of the guys that stick around like Bradley who are probably you know, continue Bulls to play Sitch even was with was on it. that
1: team when they failed yeah. and turned it There's going to gonna be a few guys so. that,
0: that carry that. So this needs to be, for me, like you said, maybe the wash-off, but I think you need to do really well here in order to wash off that stink going into the next one.
2: Yeah,
0: hmm. so It's going to be big. Support your uh, U.S. teams. Again, American Outlaws, Sacramento Chapter. I'll probably put a link down here whether I get lazy or not. If I don't... Man, is this gonna if he doesn't
1: detect month? Costanza's... Or
2: zebra. If
0: I get lazy, search it on Google. Right. Uh, Sacramento American Outlaw Chapter.
1: June, man. June is like the best month of the oh, year. God, yes. For you national got, team stuff. Oh god. Oh yeah. I mean, it's, it's it's coming. And you know what? We didn't even talk about it. But I want to talk about the UEFA Nations League. Oh yes. Portugal three one. Of course. Of course. Ronaldo of course reminding everybody. Wants to talk hold on. It. Ronaldo reminding too. everybody that he's still the man. Uh, three goals today in the semifinal. Tomorrow, Holland, England, and on Sunday that'll be a good game. Holland, England will be a good game. Sunday or... at 11:30, Portugal will play the winner of Holland and England for that final. And also on Sunday, I think it's six or seven a.m. is the third place game. So a couple great international matches. In addition to these U.S. Uh, international, well, and matches.
2: also the U.S. will be starting their own
1: Nations League starting this fall. So yep. we will also have that to look forward to. Yeah.
0: A lot of great international soccer. To it's look a beautiful for. thing
1: about this game is that the EPL season is over and Champions League is over and soccer just does not stop. Like it just gets, it just gets even better, you know. Yeah. My wife doesn't <laughs> exactly love that, but I <laughs> I neither. Mine either. Do yeah. It. Yeah. Oh, I love it.
0: That seems to be a theme. Yeah. If you guys want to see us cover more of the <laughs> international game, uh, me and Mark did the World yeah. Cup. We've thought about doing some of the Women's World Cup as well as the Gold Cup. So let us know if you'd like to see us put some videos out for that. We'll have uh, Scott maybe come back as a guest and talk about that a little bit later on. It was fun to have you out, man. We appreciate you coming. Appreciate it. Mark, thanks for coming out. We very much appreciate it as well. We are out here at Fort Rock Brewing. Um, I had a couple of the FRB Browns today. We are going to put a video out on Casino Brown, our technical guy's channel, where we sample a bunch of beers from Fort Rock. So I'll put a link to his channel below if I don't get lazy. If I get lazy, go on YouTube and search it. Casino Brown. Um, It was really fun. We are on the Beautiful Game Network as a podcast. They do a lot of great podcasts. There's a lot of teams that are on there from MLS to USL to League One. So check those out. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Old Glory Red Report. If you're on YouTube, thumbs up, like, subscribe if you haven't, share with a friend. Do you guys want to say anything else before this video is over? No,
1: I want to go home. Go Uh, home? We're done. We're done. All right.
0: (laughs) That's the end of it. Thank you. Peace.
1: Adios.